honestly, I hate drugs. I've seen what they do in our communities. Yeah. I grew up in Dube Soweto. I've seen how drugs just completely destroy people. You know, for a number of reasons. It's not all because there's something wrong with us upstairs, but there are a number of reasons why people turn to drugs. I would imagine it's even more painful when kids are using them. And this perky, for example, like what we're seeing in, in Lavender Hill and Cape Town, is really causing problems. Now, the big question becomes, what do you as a community do about it? A, in keeping our kids clean, and B, dealing with the rot we call criminals and drug dealers. Is there anything that you can do outside of the help of law enforcement, which at times uh, really doesn't do uh, what it is supposed to, but we've seen some very good operations in some parts from the police in dealing with this matter. Well, let's speak to Sean Shelley, founder at SA Drug Policy and, of course, researcher. Sean, good morning. Good morning. I mean, this uh, perky drug being sold to kids, we are told that it turns them into zombies. What is the substance? Where is it found? So, okay, it's, it's a bit ironic that it's called perky because it doesn't make you perky, exactly. Mm. Um, it's, in fact, Xanax mainly, which is a um, trade name for uh, the drug Alprazolam, which is a benzodiazepine, which is very similar to Valium. Well, Valium is also a benzodiazepine. Um, and it actually makes people calm. It's an anti-anxiolytic. It takes away anxiety and um, makes people feel calmer inside. And uh, look, it, it gets prescribed to, to adults and uh, very occasionally younger people um, shouldn't be prescribed for any length of time because it is dependence forming and people can come to rely on it quite heavily. And it's also got some rather worrying uh, potential side effects and especially in higher doses. And when people try and stop taking it, they can actually have seizures. And uh, in some cases, that can be fatal. So it's although it's a, a uh, regulated drug in terms that you can get it with a prescription, doesn't mean that it's a safe drug at all. You've got to be very cautious when using it. And especially if you're a younger person and even more so if you're taking massive doses of it, which it appears some people are. So now the problem here, what we understand, is that the stuff is being sold to kids for like three rand a pill. I mean, what's going on? Yes, so... This wouldn't be your formal, um, you know, uh, sort of distribution yeah, so chain. Yes, it's illegal like in sure. Yeah, so, so, you know, these are probably um, illicit imports, imports that are uh, being brought in by, by people with um, sort of very few uh, concerns about this, and they're distributing it just purely for the financial uh, gain that comes out of it. There may be one or two rogue pharmacists, but certainly that's not the norm at all. Um, and also the problem with this is it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because it usually starts with, you know, a kid getting some of these from a parent or which haven't been used or find them lying around the house and that mm. they take a couple, they feel nice on it. It helps relieve the stress, which undoubtedly a lot of our learners face today, that kind of anxiety, the anxiety of trauma, violence that's going on around them. Uh, it makes them feel better the first time. And then there's suddenly a market for it, and somebody will, uh, you know, supply that demand. Sure. And as long as there's a demand, there's going to be a supply, no matter what we do. Sean, this is Owen speaking. I wanted to find out from you why are these drug peddlers, uh, you know, targeting predominantly coloured areas? We've heard about Lavender Hill, uh, also problems in El Dorado Park. Is there any link between the drug peddlers and going into coloured areas? No, look, um, what the problem is, first of all, we don't see a lot of what happens in the more privileged areas and wealthier areas because when a kid gets caught uh, taking a drug in a private school or something, other areas, yeah, but yeah. There's, another re there's another reason. Is, now, if, if somebody asked me 
10, 20 years ago to predict which community would be most affected by drugs, you'd have to say the Cape Flats community because of the fact that, first of all, it's a mixture of cultures that came together, and then over time that they developed an individual culture, and then from there there was the apartheid um, interventions, the forced removals, which split up people, which disrupted culture, disrupted narrative history. Sure. Now you've got a very dislocated group of people, and we know wherever you go in the world where yeah. you disrupt people's social structures, mm. you get drug a lot more drug use. Sean, before we let you go, because of time, law enforcement, are you aware of the police being aware of this drug? Any interventions in general? Uh, yes, I have spoken, especially in Durban, I've spoken to police there. Um, they are trying to stop the, the supply of it. The problem is, you stop one supply, another supply pops up. We really need to address the, the problem within our communities and within our schools by make, by reducing the demand for the drug. Sean, we'll leave it there for now, but no doubt we'll have further conversations on this. Sean Shelley, founder at SA Drug Policy and researcher, talking about this perky drug. We have to be aware and we have to take a stand against this rubbish. Honestly.